everyone. Welcome to the Legacy Cafe podcast with your host, Rob Lucy, author of the book, How Will You Be Remembered? The Definitive Guide to Creating and Sharing Your Life Story. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and find yourself a seat in the Legacy Cafe. Here's Rob. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Lucy, and welcome to the Legacy Cafe. You know, I've been teaching legacy story for some time at universities and with clients. Usually they're adults and they've got lots of stories and the results are big smiles knowing that those stories, their legacy story is gonna pass down through the generations and to their descendants. But then I was thinking, what about the other side of the chronological spectrum, the kids? You know, we've done a, a podcast with a fellow named Dr. Marshall Duke. You can find it on the Legacy Cafe from Emory University. And his research showed that when our kids know the stories of their parents and their grandparents and those important in their lives, those kids were more balanced, more thoughtful, uh, more able to handle life's challenges at an early age because they felt connected to a, a greater whole. They knew the stories of their families and some of the triumphs and challenges, etc. So it gave them that, those benefits of, of just feeling more balanced. Well, how about getting those kids to research and write legacy stories of their families, whether they're alive or they've gone before us? How do we interest those kids and what's the value of them researching and writing those legacy stories? Alan Cullen is with a group called AmericansAll.org and they've developed tools and support to get those kids started writing their legacy stories. Hello, Alan. Hi, Rob. Nice to talk to you. What's the, uh, the big overall goal of getting kids to, to research and write stories of those that, who are in their lives? What's the value of, um, of, of these kids doing that? Well, one of the things they can do is, is if they help their parents do it, the key is that all generations need to pass on the knowledge they inherit from their families. And that helps them understand their roots, really gets them in touch with their identity, and helps them relate to others. And one of the things that writing does is it kind of counterbalances what kids are doing today by relying too heavily on these electronic devices so it's getting harder for them to become proficient in, in uh, written communication. What do you think will be intriguing for kids to research and write the stories of those whose, whose lives are around them or preceded them? Uh, I want to be able to help them look at a picture that may be on their wall of an important ancestor and know exactly what that person thought about, what that person did, how that person affected their lives. Uh, a lot of times we just are oblivious to it. We look at these pictures and it's like, oh, they're interesting, but I wonder who that is. And we want them to pursue that question of, gee, dad, who is that? And how did he help you grow up? And what impact is that going to have on me growing up? What value does that give for the kid? What, how does that um, stretch their brain or open up their, their thinking? Well, Really, it makes them understand their roots, where they came from. It helps them build their identity, and it learned and it teaches them how to work with other people, uh, especially in their family, because they now have a commonality that was always there, but they just never knew how to use it. You talk about a picture of, say, a great uncle or something like that. Is there enough information out there that, that, that a younger person can find out about that person? Oh, there, there's plenty of information locked into the brains of their elders in the family. Uh, they just haven't been 
asking the right questions. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's important because what the what they're passing on when they remember is those something we call oral histories. But oral histories disappear after a couple of generations. So the parents and the grandparents have the stories, and uncles and aunts and friends have the stories, but they don't. Nobody's asked them to tell them. You mentioned, I think, the word, the phrase, social history. What is it, and how does this fall? How does it develop social history? Well, history really is the story of people, and so when you understand the how people think and how people acted and what, what their environment was, it makes it a lot easier to understand the facts around the time that they live. So it is really all about a personal relationship with history. It's not just a book of facts or major events. It's how these people that really are related to them reacted during that period and what contributions they made, which, is, which they can take big value from. If you were a parent and you had, say, a, a bright 14-year-old kid, how would you approach this? Would you give that child the picture of a grandpa and say, let's go tell the story of grandpa? I mean, how would you get the, the, a, a younger person started? Uh, that would be, that might be just too boring for them. You could start by saying, let me tell you, let me tell you a story about my grandfather. Or let me tell you a story about my father. Mm -hmm. uh, let me tell you what he did. Let me tell you how he impacted me. Uh, let me show you some pictures I haven't really shown you before, uh, because now I really realize that I have to pass these on to you. I've just, you know, I've not paid too much attention to that, but people unfortunately tend to pass away well before these stories are told. Yep. So time we, uh, it's time to sit down and talk about our family. Does this have, have any relationship with kids in school and their social study classes? One of the ways that social studies can be taught, and social studies is, is an exciting concept. Uh, it's an exciting discipline. Unfortunately, it's taught in a very dry, boring way. If you can start talking about social studies through people, and if a student happens to have an ancestor who fits into that period, then the teacher can use that to relate to the student, or the student can bring it up to make it a lot more interesting. The uh, students have this ability to learn about people that aren't really in their textbooks, what we would call history's missing pages. Mm -hmm. These are important folks, uh, and they help, they help say the groundwork for what these kids are doing, and the technical term for that in the social studies is teaching through biographies. And it works well in a classroom because the teacher can assign a, a topic saying, let's all write about somebody we know, and then we can share that in the classroom. And it enables everybody to see what their commonalities are rather than focusing on how they're different. How do you ignite the kid's imagination then? How do you ignite their need and or want to get this done? Uh, you can make it a challenge. I mean, the, the school can make it an assignment. But I think if the parents put enough gentle emphasis on it to show them that this really is important, and now they can use their computer skills to write about that as opposed to writing about something else, also they're going to have to get them off their phones. I mean, it's, it's helping them uh, be more uh, communicative in a written way, and that's really important because as these kids move up through school, especially when they either look to go to college or prepare for a job interview, that written communication is going to be key. I read this morning that the 
that a lot of the schools are eliminating the SAT uh, writing assignment, so they're taking the tools away from the kids that they're going to need when they get up there. So uh, you can just show them how important it's going to be. It may be a little bit of a struggle when they start, but it's like getting into, it's like going to a movie and all of a sudden having it be real exciting, and you didn't expect it to be that way. So this could be a, a really good tool in getting having these kids be better writers and communicators, I would think. Oh, that's absolutely critical. Um, writing, writing is a is like I said, writing is a very valuable topic for them to, to master, and that falls into two categories. What the schools are trying to teach them is the mechanical end: spelling, punctuation, grammar, connecting sentences. But it's always easier to write about something you care about. And most kids care about themselves, which is why they flood social media with all of their items. And they've got the capacity to use smartphones to take videos, which can enhance their writing ability. So they get it, they get it two ways. But writing is really the, the lost art today. Nobody writes letters, nobody sends postcards. This has to get back into that particular skill because that's the one that's a make or break when they go to college or when they go into the workplace. Uh, I would call the I would call my my son or daughter's teacher and ask them where this would fit into the study program that they have, letting the teacher know that the parent was more than willing to help the student work on that. And that's something that parents really uh, don't take enough uh, initiative with, and schools really love it because they want parents involved. And what's nicer to write about or talk about than the student and their history and how that relates even to their community. A student's grandfather might have been the first bartender in town or the first butcher in town uh, or helped develop the first shopping center or was a teacher himself or herself. And this, is in, this becomes interesting information that helps the, the teacher explain to the class better the assignment that the teacher is, is required to teach. If I'm a parent then, and I and I get my 14-year-old child interested in this, and he's going to he's going to research and write a story on Grandpa, then I call the teacher and say, "I'm doing this. Where does it fit in?" So simply, you starting your one kid could have 28 kids doing something similar by letting the teacher know what you're doing. Oh, absolutely! And with our program, there's no cost at all to be able to write that story in another language. So if the student has a language requirement uh, and they're taking French or Spanish or German, whatever, then by using that same story and translating into that language, the student picks up a, he's like double dips on the, on the program and it helps uh, that language teacher because they're, they now have a student that is really interested in writing about something, at least writing about themselves, and then they can compare how the language is different. So it becomes a real valuable academic exercise. And I, ha I have some experience in getting content into the curriculum of schools. It's tough. So you're coming in kind of the back door telling a teacher, here's how we're, I'm having my son write this, and then the teacher will figure out where it fits in and have all the kids doing it. It's a Trojan horse approach. Getting, into, getting the schools to adjust their curriculum is a monumental task because it's become very politicized, and so... They have to make sure the kids get good grades because they're being, they're being tested on it. So we don't want the student and the teacher fighting each other over a topic. If, 
if there's a topic that's assigned by a teacher that the student really likes, just by human nature, they're going to do a great job. What do your instincts tell you? Are kids going to like this? They're, they're actually required now to write stories in class of, quote, famous people. And so they know that that's an assignment. And, and having to research, there's a, there's a program out in history called History Day where the kids take their assignments and they compete uh, on a, first a local level, then a state level, then a national level to produce the best either a written thing, a song, a play, dealing with an event in history. So I've been to those events, and they're terrific. I mean, these kids really got inspired, and I found that the moment one student really takes off with it, it makes his peers or her peers interested in what the heck they're doing. How young can these kids be before the fire is lit to say, I want to create a story about Grandpa? Well, if they do it when they're very young, it's very much the key to the uh, Dr. Duke uh, podcast you folks put together. Mm -hmm. By asking... They can ask their parents questions, and the parents, who are generally at that point computer literate, can help the kids start writing what would not be a perfect story, but give them a chance to help them put their words down on paper and then on a computer, and then suddenly they see it published on a screen. And that's a pretty nifty thing for a kid to see. Then the following year, they can do it again, and now they're collecting a, a diary, electronic diary of who they are, and we give them plenty of room to put in photographs, which is something they can do. As much as they don't write, they certainly know how to assemble photographs and handle that kind of information. So it gives them a chance to display that and maybe send it to their grandparents. And then once that happens, that triggers it within the family. And it makes it easier for them to go to grandpa or grandma and say, you know, tell me more about you. And they now have a, a formula to do it and it really gets them going. And if we light the fire in a generation of kids, I mean, I meant the, the, the legacy that will leave for you and those of us in this business, having generation after generation of kids knowing that these stories are powerful, they're fun to create, they have something in me, that the blood of these people flows in me, and I'm telling the story, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good legacy to leave. That's a powerful legacy. We Remember, we started out with communication that was literally on the Pony Express. Then we got mail, and then we translated that into uh, faxes, and then we learned how to use the computer, and we started getting away from that because we started using shorthand, and everything's about written communication. All of the, all of the uh, information we've learned from antiquity is from drawings or from writings that people left behind. If we didn't have that, we would be totally lost and we wouldn't get the connection. We would be literally making mistakes that we shouldn't have made because we didn't have the information. So we're now reversing the process that got shortened dramatically with the Twitter and the 140 word information and getting people back to being able to express themselves. Alan, do you have anything we can give to the kids and their parents that might help help send them along, help the kids begin their first story about how to, how to to build and, and, and enjoy and create a legacy story? So we don't want to make it a mystery. So we've prepared a piece to show them how to get started, what they need to do, try to take the guesswork out of that. And in that list is a series of questions 
that they can ask if they're doing a story on someone else, or they'll it'll be work it'll be questions that they can ask themselves to try to go back and find out what was really important, what have they forgotten about, so that they can talk about it, you know, as early as they can remember, and the parents can help them write that, and that gets that interplay between the generations because. Uh, storytelling is a intergenerational bonding experience. Yep. Uh, it really builds empathy and compassion and understanding, and it's a common language between generations. So we don't want them to go in cold, so we have prepared a piece for them that I think will be incredibly valuable. Terrific, and if we get this going in this generation of kids and it goes to the next one and the next one and the next one, what a great legacy to leave behind and having the power of story really kind of taking root in these young minds and then into the, the adults they, they become. Alan Cullen, thank you very much. We're going to have Alan's um, PDF at the Legacy Cafe. His PDF is How to Create a Legacy Story So Your Child Can Get Going, and you'll find that at LegacyCafe.org forward slash kids. That's Legacy Cafe forward slash kids. Alan, thank you very much. Um, a, a great initiative, and uh, may the kids come flocking in and really enjoy what you've uh, prepared for them, and, and then hopefully we'll see a whole bunch of new storytellers well, I thank you for, for making the opportunity available uh, and for really, uh, really helping us recognize that this is a powerful device and we need to get it to, we need to be the first generation to reverse the trend. Yep. And I think if we do that, it'll be easier from there on in and we will have a whole lot more interesting history to share. Well, thank you again, Alan Cullen, AmericansAll.org, and you'll find the PDF at LegacyCafe.org forward slash kids, plus links to Alan's site and uh, the work he's doing. I'm Rob Lucy. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you again next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Legacy Cafe podcast. We have lots of great conversations coming your way. And by the way, if you want us to send you reminders that a new podcast is ready for you, go to LegacyCafe.org to subscribe. That's LegacyCafe.org.